Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Fashion Friday. I've got my Fashion Week wrap-up show for you today. Uh, the Paris and Milan sections of, of Fashion Month. Um, I talked about New York and London in the last few shows. And I've got a few key takeaways from the fall 2020 runways. And a little bit later on the show, let's talk about spring because spring is here, whether we want it to be or not. Um, I think pretty much everybody wants it to be at this point. Um, although I've heard a few people say, well, we've had such a mild winter. And uh, that may be true. But, you know, in terms of the wardrobe world, the fashion world, um, it, w- w- I'm okay with it. I've done my layering. I'm ready to move on to spring and summer. Um, I don't know about you, but I always feel like as much as I love to layer in the fall and be cozy with jackets and sweaters and chunky knits, I also like sort of shedding all those layers come, you know, February and March. And I'm ready for color. I'm ready for light, drapey things and still layering, but I'm I'm ready for texture and color. So there's plenty of that in, in spring uh, trends coming up. And there's plenty of that in stores right now, by the way. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. First, I wanted to get to a few takeaways from fall 2020 in both Paris and Milan. So Uh, You know, I could go through all of the designers and what they showed on the runway, but honestly, I feel like the best way to see that is to really look to me. This is I mean, fashion is so visual and um, I think magazines and um, online websites like fashionista.com, WWD. Um, style.com, businessoffashion.com, all of those websites, even who, what, where, they do a really good job with gathering the, all of the information and kind of summarizing for you with pictures. So I always suggest, um, you know, I tell my clients this, look everywhere for inspiration. And obviously it doesn't have to just be from a fashion magazine. I often, um, find inspiration. Two of my favorite places is traveling. Um, I like no matter where I am, whether it's another state or it's another country. Travel really gives me a lot of inspiration. Um, also, architectural magazines, interior design magazines give me a lot of inspiration. Um, and of course, movies give me lots of inspiration. So so I always encourage clients and, and even friends of mine to kind of look in all of these different places something that inspires you. Maybe it's old movies or maybe it's um, just taking a walk and through nature and looking at different colors and uh, maybe a simple, simple luncheon, uh, you know, near a garden or, or visiting your local florist. I mean, that gives me inspiration for color for sure. So those are some ideas. But then if you want to see that true editorial look and how was it presented on the runway, then I suggest picking up a fashion magazine or checking out one of these websites. So I'm just going to talk about a couple of general notes that I took. So for Milan, this was a bit of a Renaissance revival. And let me tell you, people, I am here for it. I am so into this. I love, love, love. We saw lots of designers' visions um, in Milan were all about ruffles and tiers and tiers of layers of tulle and big, huge, ruffly collars. Um, fringe was everywhere. This is not something new. This has been, this is, I feel like this is starting to become a staple in every season. It's just how it's done. So, um, 
everything from suede fringe, which to me screams a bit um, Western, which I love, to really long silky fringe, beautiful silky fringe. Think on a beautiful, elegant uh, a silk gown. There was or, or dresses. There were there were beautiful um, long silky fringe, which then to me gets a little bit more roaring twenties looking. So something I really love. Who I don't know a woman that doesn't love fringe. Why? Because we all once we put it on, we all do the same thing. We kind of shake. We shake our bodies a little bit to make the fringe move a little bit. And it's fun. And it can be as little or as much as you want. You could have a little handbag with a little fringe on it. And that's your fringe. Um, so fringe is here to stay. It makes quite the statement. And I am loving it. As well as the ruffled collars. Um, we saw what I call confetti dressing. So loads and loads of flouncy and puffy dressing. Again, very Renaissance looking. Think Marie Antoinette. Uh, Moschino and Gucci, I will highlight these two brands, uh, these two designers. They did the best versions, in my opinion, of, of these trends. So um, really beautifully done. Oh, yes, over the top. Now, you're probably thinking, well, how is that? How will that relate or translate to my wardrobe? Um, again, it will be filtered down through the masses and it will be sort of, you know, pared, pared back a bit. So these are the extreme examples. These are the designer's visions and dreams and, um, runway is meant for inspiration. Um, yes, there are certain designers that absolutely you can take right from the runway, but this kind of feel and this kind of look, especially if we're talking about Paris and Milan runways, um, this is something that's really just for inspiration. So, so I've already started to see some of this in stores, by the way. So this, this kind of started, I want to say last season. In fact, I recently, I was in Zara recently, and um, I've been checking out all of the stores, both high-end and middle and low-end, to see what is coming in. I like to do that um, several reasons. One, it's research for me, and so I am knowledgeable for my clients, but also for myself, just to see what is coming in, what is coming in in the designer world, and then what is being filtered down and mass-marketed. So what trends are being knocked off? What trends are not even a knockoff? I want to call it inspired by, um, because that means it's usually changed a bit. Uh, and Zara does a great, great job at that, I will say. I don't want to call it knockoffs. That has a very negative connotation to it. I want to call it inspired by. And um, I'm a huge fan of Zara. And I, or, or any brand that can take inspiration and make it affordable and it still works. So the fabrics and the design and the silhouette still is done well um, at an affordable price. Um, so, and I just bought, I'm so excited. I just bought a couple of things. I've been trying to buy responsibly. That's been sort of one of my goals. I talked about um, sustainability and responsible shopping um, back in January. So I really have been looking at each piece and deciding whether or not it's something I can layer in and I'm going to wear again and again and again. And it doesn't matter if I've spent $10 or I've spent $200. To me, this is responsible shopping. So um, yeah, so I bought a white sleeveless top. It's from Zara. It's in stores now. It is beautiful. It's just a cotton blouse that has ruffles, a really high ruffle around the neck, sort of the back of the neck, and then it kind of cuts down into a V. And it's got some ruffling on the shoulders. Really beautiful. Ladies, this top, <coughs> sorry, this top 
really can do a lot of things in my wardrobe. It can, it's, first of all, let me say this. It's going to have a lot of friends in my wardrobe. So it can be with plain old distressed denim and a little pair of sandals or sneakers and super cute crossbody bag for travel. Classic chic. You can't go wrong. Then it can be in the other extreme and be paired with, you know, I have a black Hervé Leger uh, pencil skirt that's beautifully fitted and done really well. It can really elevate something. It can be an underpinning for a suit. Um, it's really, really beautiful. It can be something I wear under a sweater with just the little ruffle collar sticking out, um, a light sweater. I feel like it, I could take it over. I could even put it over a bathing suit and it could be, you know, with a pair of shorts and wear it to, you know, the beach or the pool. Um, so loving it. Love, love, loving it. Loving Zara's stuff right now. And I think that's the importance of sort of looking at trends and seeing what works for you. Not about what's trending, but um, I talk about trends a lot because that's what's available and that's what's out there right now. So I, I don't like to say that you should only dress trendy. Absolutely not. In fact, I think the other way, I think it just ha- so happens to be if there's something that you love and that works for your body type and it's trending right now, that just means it's going to be more available and you're going to find it, um, you know, in lots of, there's lots of choices and lots of price points. Okay. So having said that, let's get back to Milan and Paris. So, so those were some of the things I loved. Um, color, let's talk about color. Uh, loving once again, everything was what's old is new again. Burnt orange was the color of choice and, uh, dominated the Milan runways. I love, love, love this color. Why? Cause to me, this screams seventies and uh, anyone that knows me, you know, I am a seventies girl. So, um, I, this color's easy to wear, both men and women. I think burnt orange is something a lot of people can wear. It's great for the fall. It's sort of that autumnal, very ethereal color. Um, and I think you can pair, you can easily pair this with, I mean, this could be a, a burnt orange check top under a suit for a man or a woman. Um, guys, you could have a tie, you could have an, a scarf or an accessory of this sort of burnt orange. Ladies, if you want to add color to it, or men, if you want to add color, what's really super chic with that sort of, and, and by burnt orange, I mean, it has a lot of brown to it. So when you look at it, it's really got a lot of brown undertones and, um, it's more brown than it is orange. So, um, I would pair this with a beautiful pale blue, a pale yellow or, or different shades of gold would look really beautiful come the fall. Once we, once we're into September, October months. Um, so just some, some ideas of how to work that. And, um, another color that was surprising, but I loved, I saw was lilac, lots of lilac on the runway. Um, and this is basically a carryover from spring because this season is tons of lilac and lavender as well. Similar colors, uh, Prada, Pucci and Alberta Ferretti were, were three of the designers that did this the most. And, um, you know, I think this is a great spring color for sure, but I think this also is really nice to have in the fall. So for talking spring, lavender, lilac, I, right away, I think Easter, I think Passover, Easter's those spring holidays. Um, and I think really crisp, white and beautiful or a light beige, really, really soft and pretty. 
For the fall, I would just pair that right back with deep, dark neutrals. So I would do it with dark charcoal gray. I would pair it with camel, tan, even a really dark hunter green is absolutely beautiful. So, and again, this is men and women. This can be color, a way of adding color to your wardrobe if you kind of are more neutral. Or this could be, you could wear this head to toe. Um, So just a couple of different ideas about color. I always love when I see a specific color on a, on a runway. I think that, um, this excites me because I love, (laughs) I love color, but then there's a lot you can do with it because it's a color. It's not a silhouette or a piece. So we could talk anything. We could talk dresses, suits, jeans, shorts, skirts, whatever in that color. And you could really talk about any silhouette. So that gets me excited. And, and again, there are, you know, lots of different ways to pair, um, color with when unusual pairings is what makes an outfit interesting. Okay. Uh, so back to Paris fashion week, the one trend I saw, well, I saw many, but one trend I noticed more than any others was street style, oversized clutches. Ladies, if you don't have one by now, you should get one. I'm loving this trend. Um, I, I have a few. And again, not a trend because an oversized clutch is basically not something you'd carry in the evening. So you think clutch, oh, it's usually small. It's usually an evening bag. Not so. This is something that's oversized, but you're just carrying it under your arm. So um, this is a layer in kind of piece. Is this practical? No, it's not, but this is great for date night. You can carry it in the evening, by the way. Date night, lunch, whatever it is, kind of running around. It just looks so chic. I love a really big oversized clutch. You know, right now with jeans, a t-shirt, and a trench coat, and a little pair of heels. I love it. You're done. You're put together, and it's elegant, um, and it looks super, 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 super on trend as well. And I feel like oversized clutches are, again, not something that would go out like off you're not going to not want to carry it next season even if you get sick of it let's say you put it away and in a few seasons oh i have this it's not something that is uh, a fad this is something that i think you could it's a little bit more practical too and by the way most of the oversized clutches also come with it with a um, strap so it's not so impractical now that i'm thinking about it mine does and i just sort of tuck it in so you could pull out the strap or hook the strap on and make it a crossbody or make it a shoulder bag Um, but the oversized trend is here and I love, love, love it. Um, lots of this on, on, in Paris fashion week. Okay. Going to take a quick break and we come back more from the city of lights and, uh, what happened in Paris fashion week and adding fun pieces to your closet this spring. We're going to talk about it. Stay with us on 1490 WGCH. Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677 or visit them at adcorpmg.com. AdCorp Media Group, 
They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. Welcome back to Fashion Friday. It is my Paris and London and Milan Fashion Week wrap-up. I've got my notes from um, basically Fashion Month. And uh, yeah, we're looking at some of some of the photos on the runways are really, really beautiful. Um, and I think these are great, great times to look through fashion magazines that are coming out this spring. This is this is all about inspiration. And you know, this excites me. This is beautiful. Uh, these are these are things we'll see on the runway. We'll see we will see on red carpets, uh, celebrities wearing stuff like this. So Back, back to Paris Fashion Week, City of Lights, home to some of the most dreamiest designers, Louis Vuitton, Dior, Lan Vaughn, Mugler, Dries Van Noten. These were some of the, 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 some of my favorite shows and, um, some of the more exciting runways. Dior had a very feminist vibe. Um, this was kind of, um, going, this was a, a bit of a, a statement. Um, so the designer had showed lots of relaxed trousers, lots of check suits, which I love, um, biker caps, bandanas, sort of that, um, sort of the, drawing the line between feminist and masculine dressing, which I always love. I love mixing and, um, yeah, lots of check, lots of black and white check we saw. And in, in sort of darker colors. Dries Van Noten was one of my favorite shows. This was sort of, uh, the theme was nocturnal glamour, which I love. So the inspiration was sort of late night dressing in the 70s and 80s. So yeah, you got it. Go figure. Um, disco? Yes, a bit, a bit, a bit of disco. So basically we saw lots of crushed velvet fabrics, platform heels, colorful embellishments and um sort of sparkly lame like uh ensembles dresses and that kind of thing very sexy dressing and uh, you know i think what's different about it is there's always sort of an updated twist to to the things that we're seeing now certainly things that were taken from from decades ago and um it's made you know it's usually better fabrics first of all and um there's also the way you can style it is there's usually more options of how to style it so that's one of the things I love about sort of retro dressing, you know, things that are redone. Because, you know, oftentimes I'll hear people say, oh, I, I had that the first time around. Or I could go to a consignment shop or a vintage store and get the real thing. And listen, I am absolutely all for vintage shopping and finding something original for sure. However... That being said, if you really want to work something into your wardrobe now and make it wearable, I think the updated version is going to be you're going to get more bang for your buck. Why? Because just simply the fabric alone is going to be much better. It's going to be newer and it'll be, you know, we've got better fabrics than we did 20 and 30 years ago for sure. Uh, it will probably be more affordable and uh, and there'll be a twist to it. Again, it'll be something you can wear. It won't truly. Sometimes when you buy something from a vintage store and depends on what it is, there, it sort of walks the line of costuming. So that's where you have to be careful. You have to be careful then how you wear it, what you pair it with. And if you really, you've got that knack where you can just pair it with something and it works, 
great. But if you don't, you run the risk of sort of wearing it like it was back in whatever decade you got it from, whatever decade it's from. So, and then you tend to look costumey. So I don't prefer that style dressing. I don't, I don't think that's really realistic. I think the thing to do is to make it modern. So take something from the 70s or the 50s or the 20s, whatever, and sort of make it your own and make it modern. I think that's the what makes it interesting. So having said that, this nocturnal glamour, late night dressing, nod to the 70s and 80s, I think, again, these are these are things we're seeing now. So we've, you know, platform heels. Okay, we're used to that by now. Crushed velvet, we were used to that. That's been around for several seasons. Colorful embellishment, we're used to that as well. And uh, we, we're seeing it more and more and done in different ways. And not just done in evening wear, we're seeing it certainly in day wear and uh, that sort of, at, dare I say, athleisure trend. We're seeing lots of velvet and embellishment. Um, joggers have become almost a staple in everyone's wardrobe because now everyone's into comfort dressing and traveling and being really comfort um, comfortable. And I agree with that. Um, I think again, that kind of walks the line of looking disheveled and messy. So, um, not that I don't love a good pair of joggers for travel, but I'm careful how I wear it. I, I tend to, you know, I still want to look pulled together at the end of the day. I want it to be something, an outfit, a statement. I don't want to, I want to be comfortable. Yes, absolutely. Um, but I'll pair a pair of joggers with a denim shirt and a vest or something, you know, maybe it's a puffy vest or maybe it's a biker jacket and a pair of sneakers. So I'm absolutely comfortable. Um, but I, it's, it's becomes a look and um it's it's still I still feel pulled together. I don't feel like I'm, you know, cleaning the house. <laughs> so um I think that's the trick to kind of all of this. So having said that, let's talk about adding some fun pieces to your closet this spring because spring is just a few weeks away officially. I know the weather might dictate otherwise, but um, I'm ready. I don't know about you, but I am ready, ladies and gents. So what can you add to your closet? Or I'm going to say this first, what can you pull out from your closet um, to kind of help help that along, kind of make you feel springy and maybe change up your wardrobe a bit? First and foremost, shop your closet. Uh, I can't say that any stress that any more this year. Shop your closet. This again is part. I'm doing this as well. Part of my um, an initiative to sort of shop s- sustainability and kind of incorporate that into my into my world um, is definitely shopping my closet and reworking old friends. And I, by old friends, I mean old pieces in your wardrobe. <laughs> I call everything in my wardrobe. I call friends. So just so you know, um, and you know, it's lots of fun friends hanging around together in my closet. And some friends get along better than others. That just means two pieces work together better. Um, so I realize I say that quite a bit and I'm thinking people are probably thinking, what are you talking about? What, what, how many friends do you have in your closet? <laughs> it's just my clothes. <laughs> uh, so crochet is huge, huge, huge for spring. And let me tell you, it's not your grandmother's crochet. Uh, it's different pieces. It's little tank tops. It's long dresses. It's maxi dresses. It's um, spring skirts. 
little fun pieces. It's shorts and it's crocheted. And most of it, by the way, is lined. Not all of it is. So of course you would layer it like a little crocheted top over a crisp white blouse. I love that. A white button down blouse with a pair of jeans. And um, you've got your crocheted piece. I also love this because crocheted pieces can really work well for the obvious vacation resort pieces. They could double as um, cover-ups for at the beach or the pool. Um, They could even double as, you know, wearing out to dinner after a day at the beach. And it could be something very sexy with a little little heel and a little clutch. Um, So uh, loving crocheted pieces and whatever it is that, that you're inspired by. Maybe it's just a little skirt. Maybe it's a pair of pants, but crocheted something. Um, Maybe it's just a little scarf. Also, something pink. So once again, we're seeing pink, 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 pink. Remember just a few years ago when it was millennial pink? Well, now it's pink. It's a much bolder pink and brighter pink. Um, It's not quite neon, but it's definitely that that bright bubblegum pink, as I like to call it. Love, love, love this. If you say, no way, I'm not a pink person, try just a little, 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 little. Try a pink lip. Try a pink pair of shoes. Try a pink scarf that's up around your neck so it's it's by your face, so it adds color when people are looking at you. They see color around your face. It looks beautiful. Um, it doesn't have to be head to toe. And if you do want to wear it, you could always pair it back with gray. One of my favorite pairings is bright, bright pink, um, like a bubblegum pink with gray or with navy. It will ground it. It will make you feel uh, like it's the adult version. You're not, you don't feel like a little kid. Um, So try it. I really love this for spring. And then pleats. Pleats are everywhere. Pleats kind of never go away. Pleats, a pleated skirt, um, pleated blouses. I've seen lots of um, Zara, actually, again, has a really cool, It's I think it in, comes in green and comes in white. It sort of feels like a soft t-shirt in the middle on your torso. And then the sleeves are these big billowy sort of angel wing style sleeves done in a sheer organza and they're pleated. And I haven't bought this shirt, but let me tell you, I've walked by this shirt three times and three times I've stopped and I've looked at it. But I've had other things in my hand and I needed to edit because again, I'm trying to shop responsibly. So I didn't get it, but I love that. I mean, it's just beautiful. This is, you know, the middle is quite fitted. Again, it's like a, like sort of, sort of like a fitted tee. And then the sleeves are just these really soft pleated billowy sleeves. Gorgeous. Um, or again, you could always go with the traditional uh, pleated skirt, a skirt that's, which I love the movement of. And then lastly, ponchos. Love this. This is a great spring trend. This could be spring or fall. For the spring, we're seeing a little bit lighter fabrics. Um, it doesn't have to be light in color, but the fabric's a little lighter. And again, this is a layering piece. So this is going to be something that you layer over. Maybe it's a long sleeve bodysuit. Maybe it's a, a um, collared shirt. And, um, it, you know, in lieu of a jacket. Obviously, this is when the weather is getting a little bit warmer but I love a good poncho. And uh, not to be too oversized, by the way, keep that in mind, scale. I always talk about that. Not a huge, gigantic thing because unless you're extremely tall or I've got really broad shoulders, I think poncho's easily, something that could easily wear you and we don't want that. So um, be careful of scale. I would say in general, just make sure it hits sort of right at your hip or maybe a little bit higher. 
Um, so those are my picks for some fun pieces to either shop your closet or layer into your closet. And by the way, for a full report of my strength, spring trend report, you can head on over to suburbs101.com. You'll scroll down and you can see my articles there of uh, spring trends and how to wear them. There's a full, full report. You definitely want to check that out. You can also follow them along on Instagram and myself as well, which is wardrobe underscore envy. I usually post all of my articles are there as well as my outfits, of course. And um, I have a few a few articles coming up. I've got an article on spring luncheons, what to wear, because that there's a lot of that in this area. We know lots of people go to charity events and do lots of different things in the community. Um, or maybe it's not a luncheon. Maybe you've got a uh, graduation or mom's day. So I've got you covered. Check out my article and check out the show next week. Look forward to seeing you and talking more spring trends on Fashion Friday on 1490 WGCH. Go, go, go.